0: So there. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. Why do you
1: keep saying let us know your thoughts?
0: Let me know your thoughts to me is a nice lead in for So
1: There. So There. Welcome to episode 51 of So So there. There. (laughs) I'm Gary Doyle and I'm Tom Karamaitis we're back after episode 50 epic epic much discussed much downloaded much uh, analyzed much debated in uh, in the media debated interpreted Um, I don't agree with all the takes some I do some I think they got it right some I think they didn't but that's how it is with the media, right, Tom? That's how it is with notoriety.
0: Yeah, you have to be prepared to take it, you know? If it's, uh, it's not always going to be friendly and all love. I mean, we are not the, the kind of people who disable comments, right? When you go to, like, sometimes YouTube videos, it'll say, you know, uh, comments, you know, disabled or something. So you can't put up a, a thing, you know? We don't fear that. We, we welcome the negativity. <laughs> we expect the negativity,
1: that is a great point. Our pledge to you, as a listener, is that we at So There will never disable comments, and we will never refuse to read mail that you send us at So There at Yahoo.com. I need to check that box occasionally. I <laughs> keep forgetting to. <laughs> it hasn't it hasn't broken Yahoo's servers with the <laughs> amount of volume
0: you know while you're while you're you're chatting let me let me just check our 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 yahoo mailbox on the fly
1: here you know on the fly this is real time this is real time email checking folks real time there we go real time engagement and i'll if we got an email I'll, i'll read it live
0: all right whoa Oh, my God. Help me. Uh, yeah. You know what? I've got to tell you right now. This, this multi-factor authentication, oh, I'm over it. Yeah. All right? I'm All not right. going to. I can't. It's like, good God. It's like, you know, I try to disengage myself occasionally from my phone just because the, 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 the endless work email and stuff. And just give me a few hours. But you can't.
1: You can't do anything anymore. That's true. Everybody needs multi-factor authentication. Just yesterday, I got... A demand for that from Chipotle. <laughs> I, 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 and I'm like, I don't care if anybody steals my Chipotle uh, ID. I just, you can have it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just don't care. I don't need the multi-factor authentication for everything I do. Yeah, you don't have a thousand dollars in your Chipotle
0: account that's at risk. You know, I mean, all they have is your order history. Gary Doyle likes.
1: Like Carnitas, don't want to get that information. Let that leak out. Not only we will we never disable comments at So There. We will never demand (laughs) multi-factor authentication at So There. That is our pledge to you. So you
0: So There subscribers every year when you get your invoice for the next fifty nine dollars for the following year. You will never, ever have to submit to multi-factor authentication.
1: Right now, all the free listeners are out there high-fiving each other, Tom. They're like, oh my God, I'm listening for free. They're all high-fiving each other and all the... Right? Yeah. Right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, Tom, um, I'll kick things off with an observation, something I thought a lot about uh, in the weeks since our last podcast Tom and I as some of you know except for this podcast we communicate almost exclusively via voicemail so Tom will leave me a long rambling voicemail and then I'll leave Tom a long rambling voicemail about whatever about anything and that's how we communicate we rarely we really talk we rarely talk to each other like normal people and we rarely see each other um that's our method of communication, but we actually had lunch the other day. Um, we, get, we, we get to we get every once in a while for lunch, just to you know, remember what each other looks like, and, and we went to, speaking at Chipotle, we went to Chipotle, and, and I went to the, the soda place where you, you get your soda, and there's five or six different selections, and one of them was something that you rarely see. Can you guess what it was, Tom?
0: Uh, well, I'm still thrown off that you said soda. Didn't you grow up in Indiana? Aren't you a pop guy?
1: Well, that no, that's a Chicago area thing. Pop, pop is Chicago. I, think, I thought pop is just a Midwest thing. I think pop is a Chicago specific kind of thing. I could be wrong, but no, I I grew up with soda or soda pop. But people in Chicago, I thought called it pop.
0: I I I, I detoured around your question. Um, what Can were you, you saying? Guess
1: can you guess what um, what soda um, pop I'm talking about? Diet Coke. No. Mr. Pibb. <laughs> so I got my Mr. Pibb, and it got me to thinking. When they came out with Mr. Pibb, which, I don't know, 30, 40 years ago, I'm guessing, how do you think the Dr. Pepper folks reacted so Mr. Pibb, as everybody knows, it tastes exactly like Dr. Pepper, but if did the did the Dr. Pepper folks go like what the hell? What in the actual hell? Here's this here's this this uh, intruder, it's not it's not Doctor, it's Mr. It's not Pepper, it's Pib. Dr Pepper, it's not Dr. Pepper, it's Mr Pib, I thought that is pretty brazen. Pretty brazen, right? You know, maybe they thought uh,
0: the uh, maybe they thought the uh, the market for Dr Pepper was a little too too highbrow. It was just kind of PhDs and other you know other you know professionals, and they needed something that's a little more accessible that didn't suggest an advanced degree. So, have you ever looked up Mr. the history of Mr. Pibb? Where the
1: no but i your your comments a good one perhaps they were worried they were going for a lower a low uh low education crowd however i will say there's many doctors who don't actually have a degree i'm thinking of uh, or a medical degree i'm thinking of dr j julius Irving, um dr love of the kiss song called calling dr love i i don't i don't think dr love has a medical degree so just, you know, there are some doctors yeah. out there. Who, Doctor My Eyes, that guy too.
0: <laughs> I wonder if but doctors drink, only drink Dr. Pepper.
1: As sort of a self-validation? <laughs> I'm not going to lower myself to Mr. Pibbs, son. <laughs> I graduated from Cornell Medical School with a degree in <laughs> neuroscience. The you office betcha. staff. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: The office staff can drink all the Mister Pib they want. I'm a Dr Pepper man myself. The office staff has been instructed to stock Dr Pepper in the beverage in the beverage center of the kitchen. Do not, do not, stock Mister Pib. I'm a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but I gotta believe that the Dr Pepper folks got their lawyers involved, right? They must have been like, imagine waking up one day. You know, and someone's named their product Mister Pib. Hey, And they just came out with Mister Pib, and you know it would be like it would be like in, if instead of Coca Cola, someone came out with like Loco Lola. <laughs> and you'd be like, "Wait a minute!" I just think it's interesting.
0: It is. I'm, tr- I'm tr- and I'm I'm sure there's another example or two of this kind of blatant, you know. Thing happening. I'm just trying to to you know on 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 one hand, yeah, you can copy a product, but yeah, to your point, they kind of all not only copied the product, but just kind of semi copied the naming convention as well. You know,
1: I mean, you see a lot of store brands like at the Jewel instead of Cheerios, they will be like Jewelos or something, right? You see that private label stuff. Private label. That's 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 what they say in the marketing business.
0: Yes. I love that. Yes. I work, on, I work on Aldi. I've learned all those terms.
1: Oh, yes. yes Tom I know we're both Aldi fans. Actually, yeah, I'm a big Aldi fan. Tom Cameron is actually going shopping at the Aldi. Yes. Later today, he revealed in a little pre-show segment.
0: So if any of you are going to be at the Deer Park Aldi <laughs> around noon today, <laughs> you can pay for your annual subscription in person. <laughs>
1: So there!
0: You know, was, uh, I was thinking the other day, um, there's a generic accent that pirates have, right? All your, your whole life, you know, matey! You know, that whole thing. That, where did that come from? Is that purely a, an invention of Hollywood? Or how did people know that pirates spoke that way. There was no recording technology in the whatever years, pirates, you know, in whatever, the 1700s, 1800s. But always, you know, all the, the Hollywood pirates are always, Ar matey, you know. Uh, you know? <laughs> that kind of generic, that same generic accent. Where did it come from?
1: So at first I wasn't sure if you were talking about Pittsburgh pirates. But that, no, so you, so you mean high bandits guys. of the high seas. Yeah, Pittsburgh Pirates speak in baseball language. Yeah, we're yeah. just gonna play it one game at a time. Um, you know, just gonna. No, I don't know where. I don't know. I. It's that's an interesting question. If did Pirates talk that way, or did a uh, did Hollywood decide that'd be a good, a good voice for them? I don't know. I. I. I mean, it's it's hard to say that there's. I can't think of any pirates, actual pirates on film, right? Where you could, like be interviewed, like back from the 1800s, that wouldn't be possible. And there's, there's Somali pirates, the, the current day pirates, but they don't, I don't think they talk like that.
0: They also don't carry the, the romantic kind of swashbuckling. They're, they're, they're more kind of, you know, they're going to get on your boat and throw you overboard and,
1: <laughs> and steal your Amazon they packages. <laughs> they don't talk funny. Do you think in Somalia they sell it Talk Like a Pirate Day?
0: <laughs> <I don't. laughs> What's Talk Like a Pirate Day?
1: You don't know what that is? No. No, that's an actual day. That's a day on the calendar every year. It's Talk Like a Pirate Day, and that's what it is. Everybody kind of says, Arr, Arr, maybe, Arr. <laughs> they do. You can, you can Google it after this, it's a thing. So there. Tom, uh, I may have talked about this before, and I'm a little hesitant to, because uh, a warning to the listeners, it's a little indelicate. Whoa. <laughs> it's... Just giving you a warning—it's a little indelicate, and we don't—we we try not to be indelicate here. On so there, we try and keep the discourse to a certain level of uh, societal acceptability. But I, I just wanted to talk about this because—and um, again, perhaps I have—but uh, a certain thing that happens in the bathroom at work. All right, so let me paint the picture for you. In our bathroom, we have five stalls, right, to to do your business in. Now, I would just like to say Gary Doyle avoids doing his business. Number two, if I'm going to be specific, at work. I really avoid that. I, I don't wish to do that, and I almost never do. But, you know, sometimes you have to so in very rare occasions i will use the stalls at work and again we have five stalls so gary doyle will sit typically sit at the the one in the furthest right all right the furthest right but then what happens pretty frequently and this is what i'm just troubled and vexed by is somebody will come and sit right next to me even though the other four stalls or open. They choose, they walk in, and they go, okay, I'm gonna, you know, pick one of these four stalls. I'm gonna pick the one that's right next to, you know, to somebody who's sitting there. And it happens a lot, and I just find it deeply concerning, and I don't understand it. Ah, uh, Tom, Tom Caremite is stunned. No, silence. not really. I, um,
0: I, I, I have a very similar point of view. Um, for me to embark on, on a journey into the world of number two at work <laughs> generally means I'm not going to be able to wait until I get home. And what I will do is, first of all, I, I, like you, I will go into an end stall and I will commence the proceedings only if there's no one else in the bathroom.
1: Oh, yeah, right? me too. That's if why somebody walks walk in, abort, right. abort. Yeah, abort. 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Or if I walk in and there's one or two occupied, abort.
0: Abort. One must
1: abort. 100%. That's why I always know there's four open. And it's just as... And I just wonder, does the person want... Subtly, do they want company? Do they want... Do they feel the need to be close to somebody else at that moment? Are they feeling vulnerable? Is it a subconscious kind of a thing? Is it like... Is it like you know, as we've spoken about the person in the elevator who you walk into an elevator, and you can tell they kind of want to talk to you; they just want to. You can just sense it. You know, is it that?
0: Well, I don't want to. Get, I don't want to push the boundary of indelicacy. But when I when I walk in, I do, do you do a quick look? Lower your head to kind of do a quick scan underneath the stalls to see if you see any feet, because the doors are generally closed. You can't always see in.
1: No, they're not. At, at ours, they're open. Ah, they're open. okay. They're open uh, until closed.
0: I see. I see.
1: Well, uh,
0: uh, I will, on that topic, in, uh, uh, the thing that really horrifies me, and I know we've talked about this, but the thing that really horrifies me is the people who do not choose to flush. Nothing to me is w- worse than walking into a stall and, oh my God. I would, if necessary, stay in that stall for three hours and do whatever was necessary to make sure I left that stall in pristine condition before I leave.
1: But I, don't we have, I don't think we have talked about this.
0: All right. Well, I think it's high time we do.
1: <laughs> are, are you sure? Though? Yeah, that's, that's loathsome. That's but loath- every office became- has a couple of
0: those people. And I are they making a statement? I mean, there's like no effort. It's like, and how do you forget to flush? Honestly. I mean, the day that they introduced auto-flushing urinals was like one of the greatest days in history because all of a sudden men's rooms didn't stink quite as bad because. Oh, I,
1: yeah, go go ahead. ahead. No, you
0: go ahead. No, I, I think the, the self-flushing urinal was was a wonderful addition to the public restroom, and and some some toilets have the self-flushing mechanism. Not not where I work though. Uh, really? The self-flushing toilet,
1: yeah. Whoa um yeah because that because that was my first thought was to give them the benefit of the doubt perhaps the self-flushing mechanism didn't work so they walked away and the sensor did not sense it they're walking away like i'm giving them the benefit of the doubt but but beyond that like you i cannot fathom how you could how you could forget yeah uh and and the, the, the
0: toilets in a high rise are always those kind of super high pressure things that it's almost impossible to clog those things. So, you know, there's really no excuse. You know? I think it's done as kind of I don't know, is it antisocial behavior? Is it do they do that at home? No, who would do that
1: at home? I wonder if the people who who refuse to flush are also the ones who sit next to other people there, maybe there's some kind of there's some kind of tie there it's like i i want you to f- i want you to feel my presence i want you to smell my presence. <laughs> all day we warned you i warned you listeners i apologize it became indelicate so there
0: Well, let me lighten, lighten the mood a little bit with a, just a quick summer throwaway. Yet another, yet another example of noun as verb I saw on TV last night, because Frito-Lay and their summer campaign is saying, let's summer. <laughs> How long did it take him to come up with that one?
1: <laughs> let's summer. Yeah. That's all I had on it. There's that no one. stopping. <laughs> this this the shelf life is, of this has been longer than most advertising mm-hmm. trends. I got to say it's showing some pretty good legs. There's Ooh. no end to it. Let's toothpaste. <laughs> Colgate. <laughs> it's time to toothpaste America. There's no end. I'll tell you a little piece of language that drives me crazy, and I may offend some listeners where I work, and I'm sure there are many. I don't know if you have this at your place of work, but it's just a nit that drives me crazy. So, on on our briefs, on our advertising briefs, we will have as part of the brief, it'll be the the problem we're solving, which is good, of course. What problem are we solving with this work? You know, there's always a problem. But what people at work invariably do and have for years and years and years and years is instead of problem we're solving, it's always problem we're solving for. And the for drives me nuts. Problem we're solving for? And yet it persists. Like like the use of nouns as verbs, it just persists no. and it won't go away. I, I was in, a, I was in a, a big conference room the other day and I'm... There was another account. There was a big picture of the account on the wall, and they had all the stuff up in the wall. And I'm not even on this account, but one of the, one of the, one of the pages said "problem we're solving for," and I said, "Give me a, give me a marker. Give me a, give me a black marker," and I just crossed it out, enraged. Problem we're solving. Unbelievable. It, it's be- yeah. It's it's one of those. Uh,
0: it's 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 almost uh, like a verbal tick. Like like somewhere along the way in the last year or two, people went from appreciating an action to appreciating a person. And I have mixed feelings about that one. Like if 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 you if you drop my car off at my house for me, I in the old days I would have said thanks, Gary, I really appreciate that. But now people would say thanks, Gary, I really appreciate you. You
1: notice that? Yeah. yeah I like I appreciate you I think it's sweet but isn't it's it far, a su- it's far less annoying than problem we're solving for
0: uh, no absolutely I will agree with that but I feel like appreciating you kind of removes the th- the nice thing you did you know I could just say I appreciate you anytime day or night But if you drop my car off, I I appreciate that. That was that was very kind of you.
1: Don't get me.
0: (laughs) What if I haven't told you lately? I I appreciate you. Are you appreciating on me, or are you appreciating me?
1: (laughs) Problem we're appreciating for. Does Gary Doyle uh, work
0: out at a gym? Or do oh you work no. out at home? Oh no! This won't be gross um, like your bathroom. I no,
1: I know, no, I know. I don't fear that. I just know that you fear many I, gym. I do behaviors, but this yes, I th- do. I do. I do. I do work out at a gym. I, I I started to again a few months ago after a couple years off from COVID. Let me ask you a question. What do you wear to the gym? I wear. Um, ratty clothes i wear a uh, nothing fancy baggy old school gym shorts like the nba players used to wear that come down to your knees and a, a, a ratty shirt and uh yeah you Matthew just proved a pair of jikers,
0: you, you just proved my, my point i believe that in your closet or your chest of drawers at home there was a cast system for t-shirts and the lowest the un- what was it? The untouchables, the lowest of the casts, those are, those are gym t-shirts. This, a t-shirt, and it's usually like, you know, some company gave you a free t-shirt at one point. You know it's the lowest of the low when it goes in the pile of gym t-shirts, right? If you got a t-shirt from your kids with like your favorite band on it or some saying or something, you would cherish that. That would be a t-shirt that would be kept in a different place and worn at different times because the gym t-shirt uh, will wear out i mean it's it's coated with sweat it's washed a lot so it's really just the the sta- the, the it's been it's the the death row of t-shirts is the is, are the gym t-shirts
1: yes my the, the second rung on the lowest of the low is uh the t-shirt i wear to a taping of so there <laughs> but yes i would agree with you uh i thought you were going to go off on a rant of how um how how many people get dressed up for the gym get put together Clearly, very expensive outfits and very expensive uh, workout wear—you can just tell. A lot of those people. Well, and that—and I don't want to get into it into a controversial
0: area here, but that could easily segue into: do those people want you to look at them
1: at the gym? Oh, hell yes!
0: But they wouldn't. Most of them, and we know who we're talking about, would never admit that, right? I
1: really yeah, probably, yeah, well, yeah, probably.
0: Yeah, you get to be our age. Definitely do. At our age, no one's ever gonna look at us anymore. Anyway,
1: (laughs) (laughs) if they ever did, (laughs) if they ever did. So there.
0: So much more. So much more we could have discussed today, but we're we're kind of at that time and. Lord knows we need to save some stuff for episode 52 whenever that happens. So uh, until we meet again, and the next time we will have some viewer mail that we will read. And so send us your messages at so there at yahoo.com, and we will have some stuff to read. And
1: Tom, you say that with a lot of confidence. You say <laughs> that with some certainty that people are going to write in.
0: Well, you know what? Someone will, even if it means re- me reading spam from some insurance company. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go into the so there spam folder. <laughs> That's an excellent idea. <laughs> See what Nigerian Prince has written so there for, uh, for funds.
0: <laughs> yes, I've already put that on the to-do list for episode 52. And until we meet again for Gary Doyle, I'm Tom Karamita saying So There. there.